made it. We made it to third episode. Welcome to Toast, the talk on a small thing. This week, I interviewed Justin Falcone, writer and programmer from Brooklyn. Justin has this very unique style of presentation that you don't really see often in tech conferences. In fact, he started giving presentations before he got into tech. So the first talk I gave was at,、um, I guess, like a meetup called Presentation Party Night, which was. How did you describe it? It's like an open mic, but for PowerPoints. The theme、uh, that night was, it was, oh, it was Valentine's Day. That's right. And the one I was giving was on the、um, culture around pickup artists. I started off in character as a pickup artist. I was giving a talk to people who had paid, you know, a million dollars for my seminar. I had a big furry Russian hat and a, oh, I had a velour jacket that I, I, I lost that night. I、uh, still miss that. I think, like a lot of people, you know, in our community who do talks, it's like something they, you know, they've been doing tech for a while and they see talks and they think that's like, oh, well, this is something I connect with. I actually kind of came from the opposite direction where I started with talks and then kind of got into tech from there. Justin says watching talks and listening to podcasts turned him into the tech industry. When I was still working at Walgreens and living in Boston, I was really into like Merlin Mann and Mike Montero and. I know Paul Ford, people who are in that sort of like the、uh, you know, thought leaders. <laughs> But you know, I, I was following a lot of these people who were like in technology or technology adjacent and like listening to podcasts、uh, and you know, watching their talks and you know, reading their blogs. And that was something that was like really shaping my thinking as I was starting to get. You know, sort of back into programming, but like just like sort of hasn't like dipping my toe into Ruby on Rails and, or like you know, working through Wise Poignant Guide to Ruby. The people who I was following, they're very performative in their talk. They have interesting ideas, but they're not trying to like, teach you about technology or even, they're not even really trying to inform you or like, persuade you about something. It's more like they have, they're trying to connect in a way that is much more a performance than a class. When I moved to New York, my, my great ambition was that, like, oh, well, maybe I can like, work at the Apple store or something. but... You know, I was already like thinking about, like, you know, what are, what are the talks that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on? I ended up be, becoming, becoming a programmer and I started, I was following a lot of New York people, you know, just on Twitter, like,、um, and, like Jen Schiffer,、uh, especially.、Uh, you know, Jen, Jen Schiffer obviously was like a, a big influence on my work and I feel like I'm just, I'm trying to be like half as funny as she is. Jen is an artist and programmer who is, Very good at making satire. She also organized a meetup in Jersey City called Jersey Script, where Justin found his first stage to give a talk in front of tech people. Jersey Script actually、uh, was the first、uh, like、BurrowJS meetup I went to. And、uh, yeah, I went one month, and then the next month I presented. Of course, he didn't want to do a quote unquote regular talk, so he brought in a performance element.、So、I was doing a lot of like, data visualization stuff at work. I wanted to talk about the stuff that I was doing with work, but I didn't want to give a talk that was about data visualization. I wanted to talk about sort of like the ideas that I found interesting as opposed to the ideas that were like, you know, relevant to the business. What I ended up talking about was、um, breakfast visualization, I guess. I was using the same techniques I was using at work for doing stuff with SVG. Um, but instead of like drawing charts, I was drawing like eggs and burritos and stuff. 
I went in there and I had a story about like, so like all, you know, young people who live in Brooklyn, uh, I'm completely obsessed with brunch. And uh, I wanted to share some of like my brunch thinking and like my personal brunch system with you. So this is, you know, this is my, the tool that I use for visualizing a brunch. It had like all of like the, you know, the bells and whistles of like, you, you could adjust the parameters on stuff, but you were adjusting like the, like how cooked the egg was or like the spread of the sofrito you were throwing on top. The style of talk which he lays out a story and follow it through as if he's a character in it is definitely part of his wheelhouse. This year, he surprised us with talk called The Origin of Hyperguard and the Breakdown of the Bicycle of the Mind. He came on stage with 90s outfit and spoke as if we were in 1991 trying to look ahead to what the world of programming may look like in 2016. This was his homage to the style of talk he enjoyed watching. So, so Hypercard was this um, programming tool for non-programmers designed by Apple in the, I guess, late 80s, early 90s. And when I was a kid, um, I wasn't really doing a lot of real programming, but I was, doing, I was spending a lot of time in Hypercard. It was a combination of like that early formative experience. And also uh, there's a talk by Brett Victor called... Uh, it was called like the future of computing. It was at like DBX in 2013, and the talk takes place in 1973. So I figured, you know, my, my talk would be an updated version of that because 1973 would have been his early childhood. So I figured 1991 is like my early childhood. I found some pictures of my dad, who's who, you know, in 1991 was into like big sweaters and aviator style glasses. He also had a perm, but I wasn't going to commit that far to the bit. So how does he write these talks? How do you find interesting topic? And how do you decide what the performance is going to be? I can point to sort of like the, where the ideas came from, but I don't really know what order they, they came in. Because like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start reading about something and that will lead me in a different direction. I have a, a bunch of post-its on the doors here. Um, those are all, I think each one of those might be a talk. Each one of those might be you know, part of a talk. I do a lot of, uh, like, exploration and research. Like, I'll, I'll have an idea of, like, I want, the, I want to give a talk on this subject, um, but I won't, really, I won't really know what the shtick is until I start working on it. I'll have, like, a vague idea, and I'll put that in the abstract, and then that'll turn out not to be what I end up doing. I do a lot of, like, exploration. Um, I think the hypercurrent thing, I, I spent months and months and months collecting more and more ideas and then eventually throwing out almost all of them. You know, I read about there I read about every single like hypermedia system but from like 1960 from like um Ted Nelson Xanadu and Doug Engelbart and um uh SRI's um online system and there were a bunch in the 70s there was like note cards and yeah none of this made it in. It's not usually until I start working on the slides, which is usually like a week before the talk is due, that I'll know that I really know what the the performance is going to be like. Presenting an idea in interesting format is something he tried to do in his talk. Some people think talks have to be educational, but he thinks there should be a different approaches depending on what you are good at. Because I believe that talks are like performances. 
I know 22 minutes, like, you know, the length of an American sitcom is a pretty good length for a talk for me. Because it's like, like a sitcom has enough time for an A and a B plot. Um, I feel like that's, you know, if I can, if I can do an A and a B plot with like, you know, enough, like, and like get everything in there with like a, like a good density of like jokes and ideas, but not trying to get like, not trying to have more than one or two big ideas. I think that's, that's a good uh, target. There are some people who I think do really good educational talks, but education is a completely different skill set. You need to be both have the mind for programming and be a good educator in order to do that effectively. You know, the, the talks that, that tend to work well are the ones that are either like sort of like ins inspirational or have one provocative idea and then back that up because you're trying to persuade somebody, not necessarily like educate, if that makes sense. Like, I am not an educator. I am much more of a... I don't know. Like I, I'm much more of an entertainer, but I want to. I want to talk about like the my ideas in a fun way, but like hopefully, like the the points that I'm trying to get across are still sinking. In the next episode, I'm talking to Ashley Williams. She gave a very popular talk last year at a JSConf, which then led to a lot of invitation from other conferences. I actually found out I got accepted to JSConf on the Amtrak on the way to Boston. I was so excited, it was ridiculous. Funny enough though, I was so nervous about speaking at it, um, but then everybody seemed to really like it. What was interesting is is after that, people like saw this talk. It, it was like very popular on YouTube, but I didn't even know that conferences invited speakers. Yeah, I just didn't even know that was a thing, and like the email was just started coming in. We chat about what her experience was like getting those attentions. Toast is written, produced, and edited by me. We had some technical difficulties this week, so Justin let me interview twice. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and hope you come back next week. Bye.